Right, while we're exploring characters, I say we explore the character of Mr. Will Burns. Mr. Will Burns. Onto the interview questions. This is a question. Will, yeah. what's the first book you remember reading and enjoying? Um, okay, the, the, the first book I remember reading... Uh, um, um, the, no, the, I, 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 I'm... I'm as it's to do with memory and and and, and what books you, you you a book that you remember, I'll go I'll go with this one. I um I'm sure I'd read children's well, obviously everyone reads children's books and I'm uh, children's books and I'm sure I'd read other other things and enjoyed them before this. But the, but the, this book that looms really large in my um, memory is Robert Graves' um, poems about war, which I, I, I it's a strange one because I my mum bought me a really beautiful hardback edition of, of of Robert Graves' war poems. And um I think I think I was going through a kind of martial phase. I was really obsessed with my grandfather's kind of military career and and and, and all things to do with um to do with um war and guns. Like lots of young young boys I, I suppose and then young young women. But um I think my mum was desperate to sort of show me that there was something else that there were other aspects to war that there were that, that you know that there was um a, a cost and 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 uh, an emotional heft to do with the whole thing it wasn't it wasn't simply kind of an, an outdoor kind of adventurous jape um i feel like your mum introducing you to the concept of the horrors of war uh, yeah that's exactly that's exactly right so i and i suppose i must have been about 11 like i say there were there were there were definitely books before that um of course yeah but but, I, but this, this that was a book that really i remember reading yeah. and loving and this is the giveaway i think for me it was the first book that I, 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 I tried to copy so you know i i i, I consciously um wrote it. i remember writing at school a, a, a sort of war poem that was that was aping the, what i'd read in robert graves and that that to me tells me how much it it, it sort of log, logged its lodged its way into my uh my psyche really i think yeah that's I, that sounds exactly like what we're talking about here doesn't it like actually you know what was the jumping off point for your love of this thing and if you're you're taking that directly into some very early work then yeah that's fascinating so what was it do you do you still think you've got some of that meter in what you write now do you think it's still I, 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 embedded in your own style no i think i think maybe i think i think um i there's there are lots of things about graves that that i love but i don't think I don't think he's his his music is is in is in um is in is in my my poems so much. Um, I think probably uh, you know late, later influences um, loom larger in terms of kind of like sure. the voices that you aren't able to kind of get 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 rid of and um, you know perhaps some 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 of the big American poets. Um, but you know, it, yeah, it, it, he's he's still in there, and maybe even in, with the with the in the prose a little bit more, you know, things like the White Goddess and and sort of slightly obsessive, um, ra, ra, um, you know, long clause sentences, re repetitions of things. He's maybe in there with that that in that kind of way. It's fascinating. I like I like this. I like the uh, finding out what caused people to pick up their pens for the first time and really really mean it. 
not just being told to do it at school but yeah you know you know you, you were saying that you without being prompted were trying to do it that's yeah, that's very cool i like that a lot so that's that was your your jumping off point do you have a favorite novel um well the, again i'm i'm gonna have to plump for this um it's it it's 50 50 between um Lawrence Durrell's Alexandria Quartet and um, uh, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, but I'm going to have to go for Tolkien, even though it doesn't. It's nowhere near as cool. Um, but but <laughs> I, I read I read Lord of the Rings every year um, in January until I was about 27. I can't, you know, from from a kind of I, I read it a couple of times as a teenager, and then at some point um, it became a little kind of tradition of, uh, that I had. Um, and um yeah until until i until, uh, yeah until i met somebody who gave me gave me better things to do i suppose in the... <laughs> but, um yeah I, I used to like reading it in january and so it's the book i've read the most it's a book i feel incredible amount of affection um towards um i, I can I, I i never i never tire of talking about it um i could reread it tomorrow and it wouldn't it, i wouldn't be bored um so yeah it would have to be that lord of the rings one of us. Yeah. One of us. We're getting dangerously close to your shirt, I think. With a, yeah. with a, a, I drink, I read Lord of the Rings, I fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the whole, like, uh, especially in the earlier book sections of the um, Lord of the Rings, that kind of bucolic aspect, you know, this countryside uh, enjoyment, you know, the descriptions of um, long walks and forestry. I'm I'm seeing a link there between what what you've chosen for for your debut novel and what what you cite as your favorite novel which is it's just possibly a really lovely link yeah i mean you know it's not something that um you know people might you might pick up on um you know on on the face of on the face of it but um of course yeah but yeah I, you know i think that uh talking as a nature writer if you want to use a slightly kind of um strange con- construction um is is that's that's definitely a kind of um a topic that 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 exists in my in my in my head in my imagination um it's there in my reading of the of the of the work as well you know i think of it as a i think of, of 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 the books as as an essay in um kind of northern european language um and northern european history and mythology but also i i read them as a as a an ode, if you like, to um, uh, to to kind of England and and um, the English landscape, and um, that you know, it's probably the bit that I, I I take with me into my own work um the most, and 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 you... I think would be a gen uh, you know is a genuine influence. Yes, I think that's I think that's lovely. Does that mean um that you have a bit of a, a disconnect between? I mean, it would be quite natural to have a disconnect in this regard, but quite have a bit of a disconnect between the um obviously the novels and the way that they have been portrayed in the very famous Peter Jackson movies, because the thing, the main difference is obviously that's fucking New Zealand um, <laughs> rather than all of these descriptions of what's clearly England in, um, in the Lord of the Rings, or at least some of it anyway. Yeah, I, I do have a, I, I, I do have a, no, you know, I, I, I can, I can go there. I can, I can, I can go with it because, um, 
you know, the landscape of Middle Earth has changed since the age of Numenor anyway. You know, there are big, big bits of land that no longer exist. Uh, I'm loving this. We're digging in. I love it. <laughs> in the same right. way that they did, you know, in the previous ages. So there are there are topographical changes that you have to kind of accept in your imaginative um, version mm. of, 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 of Middle Earth. Um, and so I can kind of go with the idea that... Um, that, 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 that a filmmaker might make the decision to um, to kind of up the 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 the, 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 the you know to, to to up the kind of the, the the stakes if you like to raise the stakes yeah, yeah, with, the, with the scenery and in some I, I, ways I, I, yeah think of New Zealand as a kind of you know England on steroids anyway you know if you think about the to get into an even more nerdy kind of realm if you like. Um, you know the, the 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 conditions. If you go and play, if you, you watch cricket, you know the conditions in New Zealand are probably as close anywhere in the world as they are to to England. You know, green pitches, a bit of swing, temperate climate, um, sheep on the hills. Yeah, yeah. So it, you know, in some ways, it's not as big a leap um, uh, as 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 it might have been. Um, so, uh, and and um, uh, you know, and like 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 like, us, like we've said in, in my in the story and. No, in the paper lantern, I, I, I um, I hit upon it. You know, if Peter Jackson had tried to film it in the Buckinghamshire, Oxfordshire hills, um, well, he'd have no, no, you know, wouldn't be able to walk two fields without, um, you know, HS two work or, you know, a, a, an A road or, you know, so there, there are practical, yeah. um, there are practical ideas at play as well, I suppose. I, I mean. No. Isengard's edge bastion, isn't it? Like all the, all the other rooks that have Brummy accents. Yeah, yeah. I've also got to say that that is the first time anyone's answered a question by citing the fall of Numenor on this podcast, and <laughs> I'm very excited about that. So that is that is a book series that is full of songs, right? Yeah. But do you listen to music when you're writing? And if you do, what kind of stuff do you listen to? No, I don't. I um, ah. I, 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 I love music and it's been a big part of my life. Um, but I can't really have, I can't really st stomach any noise really. Um, when when I'm when I'm writing, my writing process has sort of two main um strands. One is walking, um, and that's like the the, the that's the real um sort of nitty gritty of it. I I, I write a lot when I walk, um. So it, in some ways, there is rhythm um, occurring. There's the rhythm of, you know, my, my, my gait, I suppose, you know, the, the feet on the floor. Um, there's the sounds around me. Um, and, and then there's the kind of writing up of the notes, which for that I need, um, I need pretty much, I, I need silence. So um, you're actually writing whilst you're walking? Yeah, I'd say I've got a little, little, little notebook um, I use always use the same the same notebooks and um, just you know little pocket sized notebook little little yeah. um little pen, pencil or a little pen um, and yeah stop stop when I, when I get a line or a, or a, or, a, or, a, or a strand or a thread or something like that and um it's a word and right, is that, right that, away yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah you really are putting the Shire in Buckinghamshire aren't you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's particularly interesting because obviously you actually have um, released an album with your poetry on it set to music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is fascinating for a start, but also interesting in this regard. Like, so 
did you did you work with the artist in order to get that rhythm that you wrote it with into the music yeah we worked quite we worked pretty closely together and it was it was it was it was genuinely sort of collaborative in in the in the sense that we um you know what bits of music that hannah Hannah Peel uh, is the was the composer. Bits of music that she started to play or started to kind of put together would would trigger um, ideas for me about what poems we might or might not kind of use with them. Whether it was a, like a tone of, of a synthesizer or the sound of a of a particular instrument that might that might have suggested a word or a, or a line to me, or whether there were you know ryth ryth rhythmic. Um, decisions to be made what, what what we did find was that it was very very hard to read poems to anything that had what you might call a beat you know so um, yeah there there are there are there are there are songs on the album and pieces of music on the album that have that have rhythm one that almost has what you might call a beat um but for the most part we had to make it we had to make it quite ambient and 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 um and sort of beatless really because the the the, yeah. the poetry has such a innate um uh you know rhythm rhythm of its own language has has and poetry has beats um and uh and it, it was it, it it was quite hard to kind of you know mold those or or you know um pull them around to um to something as 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 staccato as as, as as a drum beat or not staccato something as as kind of regular i suppose as a drum beat, yeah, actually that's it's so interesting obviously I, I have to write lyrics for for music and i so much of what i do relies on hearing the you know hearing what the riff's going to be hearing the drum beat and it, it starts as noises so it, it'll be like and you think, okay that's where the tune goes so what fits those sounds Whereas you're coming at it from completely the opposite end, but in theory, doing a very similar thing. That's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, Just, I mean that to me. So people know where we are with this. Sorry, so you can actually go and listen to this. This is Chalk Hill Blue, um, with Will Burns and Hannah Peel. Yeah, and it's uh, it's very easily findable online. So I listened to it earlier. Sorry, carry on. Oh, I was going to say that what Nico described there was is pretty much what I see as the the, the difference. You know, you get been 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 asked a few times about the difference between writing lyrics and writing a poem, and and that that sums it up for me. You know, the lyric writing process is is very much, or it seems to, at least you know in, in in my experience and and when speaking to other people, seems to be um, so wedded with the, the you know the sounds that, that might come first. Um, yeah, sounds that work with the chords and work with a, a melody that you might have come up with, um, uh, that you know that, and and then you you you're, you're you're finding language to fit fit music. Whereas you know with the, with the poem, um, you know you've 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 the language is the is the is the is the sort of first port of call the the word yeah. the word itself. You know. Like I guess the kind of the, the process is just happening for a different person. You know, your your poetry might be melancholy and that might lead to melancholy sounds. Whereas, you know, if you're just writing lyrics to a piece of music and it sounds sad, you think, okay, so what what's sad that I want to write about that fits this? So it's it's kind of like an inversion, isn't it? Yeah, completely. And I think you're spot on about uh, about um, melancholic sounds as well. You know, poetry has to have a sort of sound... 
um, sense um, that we, in, in a song you can provide by by you know choice of instrumentation in a way. Um, and so yeah, basically it's it's you're putting all the same kind of pieces together if you like, but you're putting them together in different um, in a different order. Um, and 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 you know some bits are missing and in in the in the in the poem or the or the or the song and vice versa. Yeah, oh, amazing. So let's let's drive this back towards books because I could do this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the least enjoyable trope of fiction for you? Well, um, to, to 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 write about or 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 to or to experience it from 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 a reading point of view. Digest, I guess. Um, uh, I I suppose I find um, I'm just, that's a really difficult. It's a really it's a really difficult question. Um, I am a renowned bastard. Yes, <laughs> I um. What would what would it be? What would it be? I I I suppose I find a, a kind of boy meets girl um, romance um, a little uninspiring. Um, but 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 that but that might be because it feels slightly um, well slightly well worn um, and perhaps yeah. not particularly reflective of. You know of of the kind of sexual um and romantic to, to for want of a better word um uh sort of mores of the t of the time i guess um yeah you know so, so is, that, is that like a love uh, non love at first sight thing you mean like that's the yeah or, or well but i i i i think the the boy meets girl you know the kind of the gender idea of that um the the the, the kind of the setup of um you know uh you know the 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 it seems like a, a quite obvious um you know way of shoehorning um you know a, a too 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 much of a reliance on um you know the 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 three act structure of fiction type writing you know um we're going to give these two characters and a couple of obstacles that they've got to overcome and then they're going to mm. you know they're going to fall in love and you know it, it, whereas um you know i think that i think love in, a, in its in its sort of um, true wonderful um, uh, experiential um, sense is 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 actually really really complicated and messy um, and and very rarely involves um, uh, just two people um, and 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 actually you know our sexual selves are much more I, I think our sexual selves are much much more complicated um, than than that kind of fiction. Um, sometimes allows for. So I suppose, yeah, really, uh, my, my, I, 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 my, um, probably, I'd have, to, I'd, I'd, I'd come down on, the, on, 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 um, on a, on a sort of a really standard boy meets girl romantic fiction sort of. Set. I suppose that's a set of tropes, really. But, but yeah, that's yeah. I think I think I agree with you, and I, and I can see why you've gone there as well. And actually, just to go one step further, so you don't have to agree with this, but I actually do sort of feel like propagating it is kind of dangerous, uh, and I think it's quite damaging, because so many people get screwed up by this idea of how they think their uh, romantic, their sexual, their love-based relationships need to go, and as you say, it's it's been coloured by books, movies, TV shows, whatever, in this very regimented three-act structure um 
And that is not how life works. And I think a lot of people get, at the very least, hurt by that. And at the worst, I think they get twisted up inside when they get worried about how they don't match up to how they should be yeah. in a relationship the, or in bed or whatever. Yeah. The thing that's really bothersome whenever it's always in films they do this. They they never have the people talk to each other properly. Yeah. <laughs> and the amount of movies that if they just had one conversation, <laughs> yeah. there wouldn't be you know, they walk in and they're like, Oh my god, you were having sex with my sister. No, I've broken my leg and she was wrapping up, but it looked like she was near my dick. So <laughs> just, if you asked either of us <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But no, there's another thirty minutes we need to pad of screen time in this. Yeah, completely, completely. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's a good one. I, that was uh, yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. Actually, that does lead us quite nicely. <laughs> if you could take any book, any book in the world, and adapt it into another medium, oh, right. what book would it be? To which medium and why? Um. Well, I think something like the Alexandria Quartet could be made into a really quite a, a, a incredible um, uh, sort of long um, TV series. Um, you know, the amazing, um, amazing characters, um, amazing uh, locations. Um, uh, you, you might lose some of Lawrence Durrell's incredible prose, but I think you could, you could, you could, you could maybe um, do something like. Um, the, the the makers of the um, Elena Ferrante um, TV adaptions have done, um, uh, which I think are incredible. So I think that's what I would that's what I would do if it, if it, if it was if it were me. And we might we might we might get Lawrence Durrell back in the popular imagination, which I think would be a good thing. Yeah, I have to say these aren't in my um, in my head at all. So it sounds like they would be very much up my street, though. So the, my vaguest understanding is that they have stuff to do with um uh pre-second world war history is that yeah of, yes of like north africa and stuff that's right yeah yeah so yeah. i mean it, it's it's been it's been it's been a while um since, since i since i read them but um uh yeah it's that it's that 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 phase of history um and so you've got the kind of um the slipperiness of ideas of, of 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 what constitutes Europe and Africa and and, and different countries, um, the sense that the kind of world is about to be redrawn, um, and then um, you know sort of like wonderful cosmopolitan um, uh, amalgam of of cultures and languages um, in in Alexandria, the city itself. So it's a drawing of a city. And it's a drawing of a set of lives that that kind of inter 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 intertangle even rather than intermingle. Um, there's lots of kind of very modern kind of slippery uh, sexuality um, stuff going on. Um, there's it, it talks about it's about the nature of art and art making. Um, uh, it's just yeah, it's a, it, it's it's fantastic. Um, you know, it does sound like it's begging for it, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, with like a with like a decent budget, a good cast. There's been so much TV being made so well recently in like the last ten years or so, maybe even twenty, that I could really see this being, yeah, put into a big into a into a big show. It's, it's like a hundred cool. streaming services now. One of them can do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they. You know, I'm happy to happy to work on it. If it. If <laughs> yeah. 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 Higher. Higher will. <laughs> we know you're listening. 
Uh, I'm not going to say any of their names. They're <laughs> probably well litigious, right? <laughs> Alarm bells ringing somewhere at. Wait, wait, wait. So, if people want to get into your work, where can they start reading you? And do you have anything new coming out soon? Um, well, I suppose the best place to start really would be with um, with the with the paper lantern um, available uh, in all um, good and and not good bookshops. Um, uh, I've got a the evil bookshops. Yeah, I've been yeah. there. <laughs> um, I've I've also got um, a, a fairly big um, archive of kind of um, prose and poetry pieces on a website called Caught by the River, which is a sort of nature writing journal online um place and i I recommend everybody um go and check caught by the river out anyway because it's just a fantastic thing loads of good writers um loads of interesting stuff on there so that i would i would i would head i would tell people to head there really um and, and and buy the book and where can people um uh, go on your socials because you have you use Twitter, right? I think I'm, I'm on Twitter as Troubled Striker. Um, uh, so that that's the only uh, that's the only social social media um, sure. that, that 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 I uh, that I've that I've um, taken the plunge into, and that's that's plenty for me. That that sees me through. I couldn't. I don't I think, think I yeah. can take any more distractions really. You no, wish to I'm... find him, Benjamin. You must look between the hills and dells. <laughs> Go for a nice wander, I think. Yeah, you but then can... I feel like I was interrupting your writing process. Like if I saw you walking somewhere with a notepad, oh, I'd, no. just, I'd, just, I'd just let you let you go on your way. I'd just be like, yeah, no, he's busy. No, I always like, <laughs> I always like a chat. I mean, in, in real life, the, 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 I'm quite easily found in a pub in Wendover, Buckinghamshire, called The King and Queen. You can find me there most evenings between five and eight o'clock. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I'm fairly sure we'll have to come and buy you a pint at some point because this has been fantastic talking to you. That sounds great. So, so thank you very much for coming and for your lovely story and some excellent answers that have really got me going. So thank you again. Oh, thanks both for having me on. Being Wendover in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us for this episode of The Tiny Bookcase. Remember to subscribe, otherwise you're going to miss out on the future fun. Also, tell a friend. If you like this episode, link them to it. We'd be tremendously grateful. You can follow us on Twitter at Bookcase Tiny, Facebook at The Tiny Bookcase, and Instagram at Bookcase Tiny for updates. Speaking of supporting the podcast, well, magic can only take one so far. The Tiny Bookcase is supported by the generosity of its patrons. Those kind souls have really kept my belly full the last year. Let's cast a spell for them, shall we? For uh, Magnificent Beardery, let's cast the Chinicus Folliculale spell on Gary Laird. For Rich Ginger Tones on the scalp, let us cast the Orangi Hedondo spell for Scott Byrne. And for General Fabulousness, why not the Ooh-la-la Alger Mother spell on Matthew McLaren? How do you come up with that shit, man?